Hey, what's going on, you guys? It's Dante. And Michelle. And you're tuned into Life, Instructions Not Included, a podcast where you try to find all the missing pieces to make our lives feel a little bit more normal. Coming from different walks of life, we'll try to spark conversation that mentally stimulates us and challenges the way we all think. Today, we are going to be talking about side hustle, side hustle culture, our side hustle journeys, a little bit of everything about side hustles. And whether we really need them or not. Good question. Right? That's two planes, by the way. So I think we we need to see when we're going to be breaking the record. Last time was what, 11? I stopped at 12. You stopped at 12? We got one one microwave. Okay, cool. One microwave. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see how today goes. Oh, it's going to be rough. But, I mean, I feel like this is a good conversation because this is the era, or at least it feels like the era of the side hustle. With us moving into our 30s, you know, many people are picking up all these extra gigs in order to make supplemental income. Mm. But is this really as new as we think? No. Okay. Well, before we even talk about that, let's go ahead and check in because it has been a while or at least a week. He needs to grab that stuff out the microwave. He but, needs to press the stop button. Yeah. yeah. Not, oh, there's just, those... not just open it. He needs to press stop. Ours opened and no, then it stops. No, not I opened it and it didn't stop. And I was like, oh, no, 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 I know, I know. I know. Oh. <laughs> Talking about microwave. Yes. Okay, Function. so. Anyways, how have you been the past week? The past week, I've been good. Busy. Mm-hmm. What did I do? Dexter's birthday. Right, y'all went out mm-hmm. racing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We did this, like, virtual simulator racing out in... Uh, Redmond, which was pretty dope. It was cool. Cool experience for someone who's like not really into racing. Um, it's called Grip Work Simulation. Grip Work Simulator. Okay. It's out in Redmond Town Center. Simulator. So there's no racetrack. No actual racetrack. No, no actual. It's all virtual. So you go into the shop, which is at the Redmond Town Center, and there's eight simulators set up. And I think there's over like over 200 courses. Mm Mm-hmm race tracks and then like hundreds of different cars you can choose from so you can imagine my husband and his and his friends were just like kind of in a candy shop like ooh, car are you racing yes so i'm gonna i'm guessing that the the seat shake the steering wheel rumbles and all that stuff that's pretty dope yeah it was pretty cool their screens were curved so you kind of like get that effect nice yeah it was pretty cool you know, I think if I was a racer, and I don't even know if this like statement is correct, but I particularly like drifting. Um, and I, I feel like if I had more practice at it, <laughs> I'd be a good drifter. But who am I kidding? Practice this. Um, <laughs> practice this winter with your Acura, and then oh, in the snow. Yeah, so oh, see gosh. how that goes. Scary, because yeah, I'll need that in my life. But yeah, what else? Life's been busy, you know? There's no stopping to it. Kids starting school soon, right? They are. We already went, like, school shopping. It's, like, those last week in between summer camp or daycare for some people. Hmm. Dante. (laughs) Um, It's like, who the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) It's this weird week between summer camp and school starting. So, they're at my parents' house. They were with my in-laws yesterday. It's a a fun time. It's a fun time. Busy. Definitely busy. How have you been? What happened this past weekend? I'm recovering. My lungs are fucked. So why those in Washington lungs? or the Northwest, you guys have all experienced this wildfire smoke because Spokane has been lit and not in the good way. So over the weekend, I had the plant sale. 
definitely wasn't as good as the previous plant sales. But the first day, which was a Saturday, smoke was rolling in. You could smell it a little bit, but it wasn't too strong. So I stayed outside. I was okay. Sunday, I was outside by like 5 a.m. And it looked a little foggy outside, right? You know. For sure. It definitely yeah. did. So you ever look at, not foggy, but smoggy. You ever look at downtown, like when you're on the freeway and you can mm-hmm. just see like a cloud of smog? Yeah. That's what it looked like when I stepped outside my house. I'm like, oh, maybe it's going to clear up. Wind starts picking up around 8 o'clock, right? It got a little windy, and then all of a sudden I see this huge cloud of smoke just pass over my house. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, fuck, it's coming. And for about three hours straight, more smoke kept coming, pummeling over my house, all over the plants. And I'm like, this is yeah. stupid. Uh, I got a few people that came to the plant sale. They are all worried about the smoke, so... They were mm-hmm. driving to go somewhere else. They said, I'll stop by really quick and go home. Mm-hmm. And my lungs were torn up. So I It start- was pretty bad on Sunday. And it just got gradually worse as the day went on. Yep. I was coughing around, what, 3 p.m.? Mm-hmm. Already I started getting dizzy. Mm-hmm. I almost passed out. I had to take breaks inside the house. The good thing was that my family came over. We were planning on having a barbecue. Mm-hmm. So there was food. Chilled with my cousins. Smacked them at Uno. Never mm-hmm. lost to Uno in my life. Really? In my life. Okay. And if you're listening and you think you beat me, you didn't. I quit <laughs> before the game was over. Terrible. So it's a whole totally different story. But yeah, that was about it. Nothing too exciting. Just thinking about different ideas for the plant stuff. I'm excited for your press florals. Thank but you. But what are they called? I keep changing the name of it every single time. Floral preservation? Okay. Pressed floral? All right, well, it's you... floral preservation through pressed floral. Floral press. <laughs> okay. All right. So the thing you do. The thing you showed, I do. You showed me the the project that you completed, uh, right? Yeah. Which was actually amazing because oh. you know me, I'm a tough critic with certain things. Yeah, you are. I was like, I've only shown my husband this and you were like, are you sure you want to show me? Are you ready for critique? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, God, I knew you were going to say that already. And I was like, whatever, give it to me. Showed it to you. It was amazing. Hear Pretty that? good. <laughs> you know, I threw some ideas at you too to make it a little bit more... More critique yeah. No, not, crit- not critique You're like, I got to add something. <laughs> to almost make it like 3D. I think that it would be pretty cool if you did some stuff like that. But overall, like, the piece that you put together was fucking amazing. That's Props crazy. Props to you. Like, Congratulations. As- Thank you. Because, like, as my first piece, I wasn't expecting it to be great. I'm like, you know, an artist's work as a first piece, it will only get better from there, right? At so least you're I an, hope so. So you're an artist. Uh, she's an artist. No. no you're no, an no, artist. No. Okay. No. Like I said, okay. I think I've said on this podcast a lot of times before, like, I want to be a creative. The creative in me wants to come out, right? Yeah. Which is, like, my journey. I think this year I was like, I need to create time for creativity. Mm-hmm. I've said that on the podcast before, definitely. But yeah, this is just me trying that out. <laughs> Whoa. That is actually your side hustle, right? 2023 is the year I start my side hustle. I mean, do you call it a side hustle, though? Yeah, I will, because I mean, I want to turn this, you know. Yeah. yeah. I want to turn it into a side hustle. I just Tur- gotta, like, practice. You want to turn it? How do you turn something into a side hustle? I don't know, just, like, practice at it first and, like, dabble in it a little bit. Okay. And then you still need to, like, turn it into a... Side hustle. Because, like, you know. I feel like you just repeated yourself. <laughs> you threw a couple words in there. You're like, yeah. you know, you do this, and you know, then it turns you know. into a side hustle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because, like, okay, so you think, like, you have an interest in something. Yeah. You have to try it out first to see if you actually want to like it. 
And two, do you want to turn it into a side hustle? Mm -hmm. What if your interest doesn't really turn out to be, it doesn't turn out to what you want it to be or thought it was going to be? Okay. So then you ditch it as a, you know. Oh, I, like you don't okay. want to pursue so I get what you're it. saying. This is more of like the planning and design stage of the whole yeah, like, quote unquote side hustle. Yeah. So it's like your attempt to, okay, I got it. I see where you're coming from now. But yeah. Yeah, 2023 is the year I start. That's what's up, man. I mean, did you see that there would be... Did you see the potential that you had for this whole project? You know, I always thought it, but until I actually, like, had a piece made, Uh it's kind of hard to see, I guess. But I can think it, right? I can imagine it. Oh, my God. Yeah, don't get started on that one. (laughs) What? (laughs) Don't get started on that one. I want to hear... (laughs) There's so many things that you want to do. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And I feel like... I feel like this applies to a lot of people, right? Because a a lot of people talk like this. I want to do this. Okay. I want this. So, yeah, continue. I think before, when we first had conversations about business or creating a business, Mm -hmm. I noticed you had a lot of ideas, but you weren't really sticking with them. At some point, I was like, you know, okay, that's cool. So, what else is going on? Maybe Mm -hmm. we can move on to the next subject. Mm -hmm. Then I noticed you got the, the UX design. Yep. Which you actually stuck with. You're almost forced to stick with. Don't roll your eyes. <laughs> at least not at me. Roll them at the, Don't look at me at then. the other people. So <laughs> roll them at the other people. But um, but yeah, you had the UX design, right? And then you kind of yeah. stopped that. But then this is something where you're not necessarily mm, kind of are forced. Why? Well, voluntarily forced because you signed up for something yeah. that helped to push you to get this project done. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So and that yeah and that was me pushing myself. You're right. Yeah. Without this, I probably would have just been a little more laxy daisy. Oh, we, uh, we used that <laughs> word last time, right? But, you know, just kind of, Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know about this project, but yeah, when I had an opportunity, I was like, "Yep, I'm just going to sign myself up," and then uh, it forced me to have deadlines. So here I am. Nice. Forced. You enjoy it? I do. It's like. Forcing myself to have me time, quiet time where I just get to like focus, get in the zone, and like do my own thing. Yeah, so I don't know. It, it's like a new, it's a new journey for me. Yeah. A little bit foreign, but I, but I like it. And so far, I'm enjoying it. For those that don't know what floral preservation is, mm. what is it? Um, or what do you specifically do? Because I'm sure there's pr- plenty of ways to preserve flowers. Yeah, so my way of preserving flowers is just through pressing them. Okay. I mean, it's really as simple as that. I'm just pressing the flowers, drying them out, taking the moisture out of them so they can last longer. Okay. And, you know, the reason why I started, I had this idea about floral preservation is because growing up, my dad always believed, or he always frequently said, like, why buy flowers for someone when they've passed away? they don't get to enjoy them meaning to say that we should get flowers for people while they are still here and can't enjoy them right okay and then so whenever my boyfriend back then like used to buy me flowers or bouquets i always used to save them but i would save it and just let him dry out like in its vase or whatever on a shelf in my room and Mm -hmm. they would literally just sit there all like you know dried up if you've seen like dried roses you know what i mean yeah and, I mean, they didn't look great. I didn't think they'd look the nicest. <laughs> and so this is just my idea of, like, when you do get flowers for people, they can continue enjoying them through floral preservation. Yes. Yeah? 
idea, <laughs> something you should offer. People that are planning on going on their first date, if they're buying flowers, you have a service where they have to buy two bouquets. Of course, one bouquet is going to be one that they give to the person. The other one is going to be sent to you to press. So it's something that they can remember from the first time that they met each other or the first time they went on a date. That's kind of a fake then. It's not. Because he's buying two or he or she is buying two bouquets and you're giving me one that has kind of like no attachment well by the time that well by the time that you press it you Mm -hmm. send it over to the person that has the fresh flowers so when they die they can still when the fresh flowers die they can see the uh the ones that are free or i can just press the actual bouquet that's true but they can't they can't put them in a vase right they can enjoy them i don't have to use all the flowers i can pick pieces from it and i can still preserve them i guess um I guess that wouldn't be the same bouquet. Because then you'd be buying, like, double the flowers, which, yep. I mean, <laughs> I'll think about it. Yep, Thank think you, about though. it, think about it, watch. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, business opportunity there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you and you're planting, do you have a, do you have, like, a nursery name? Do you have a business name? Yes, I, not yet. Okay. Oh, I'm not going to say it. Don't so say I'm, it, don't I'm say it. I'm limited on what I can share with the public top secret information. Okay. That's fine. Um, but yes, I do have a business name in mind. Uh, I've been working on the business cards and the okay. logos and stuff already. I have the okay. idea ingrained. Uh-huh. So I just need to find time to design okay. it and get it sent out. I have the business name in mind. Nobody has this business name, at least in the Northwest. Okay. Uh, more specifically with what I'm trying to do, right? So I'm all good with that. Okay. Yep. How did you get started in planting? So I've been doing this since I was a kid. When I was a kid, I was actually forced. So when I wasn't at daycare in the summertime, I was at my grandparents' house, and I had to help my grandpa in the yard. Mm-hmm. And it was actually fun, though, because I would help plant stuff. He would teach me how to how to plant stuff, what happens with the plants if you do this rather than this, and why we put certain things together. So I learned a lot from him, and I became more passionate about it as I got older, just learning how much... How much better your food tastes when you're growing it mm-hmm. yourself rather than buying it from the grocery store. Mm-hmm. So amazing to actually see the fruits of your labor. Yeah. yeah. No pun intended. Yes. Yeah. Well, like, at what point did you say, okay, I enjoy doing this. I'm going to turn this into a business venture. I'm going to turn this into a side hustle. 2019. Start of the pandemic. Well, so 2020. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, because the pandemic actually Mid-2020. did start. 2020. Oh, it wasn't mid twenty twenty. We got, we shut down in no, March. No, when you started your side hustle. Yeah, I know. At what point did you decide? I, I know, I know, I know. So, I, I want to say early twenty twenty. It wasn't mid twenty twenty. So, pandemic started two thousand nineteen. We shut down in what February, somewhere around there, February March, maybe March. My March. grandpa was stuck in the Philippines, mm-hmm. and none of the garden shit was ready. I didn't know when he was going to come back. I'm on the phone with him. I'm like, "Yo, G Pa." He's like, "What's good." And I was like, hey, garden needs to get ready. Can I go ahead and prep everything? He's like, yeah, sure, do whatever. Previous years, I ask him what he wants. I help put the stuff in. I don't make any suggestions. That year, 2020, he let me do whatever I wanted to do. Okay, so he's still stuck in the Philippines. It's April. We don't know if he's coming back by May. So I'm like, fuck, I got to start planting shit. Bought a shit ton of seeds. Okay, Packets. I didn't know how many seeds were in each packet. There's like 80 of them fuckers in there. Right? And me, I don't like to waste stuff, and I don't like to save stuff. Okay? Okay. So, 
poured all them bitches in one pot, everything sprouted. I had 70 habanero plants. I'm like, fuck, what am I going to do with this? And I'm making space, I'm saving them. And then I start growing everything else, and I got like 70 of this, 100 of that, 80 of this. And ju- there's just plants everywhere. Mm-hmm. Then a light bulb mm-hmm. lit up. I should open up a fucking plant nursery. Because everybody loves plants, right? So created this whole order list, started going on offer up just to see if I could get any bites, right? Mm-hmm. Is this 2021 or is this no, still this 2020? No, this is 2020. Okay. First order, 400 bucks. Really? Yes. What? I you know, didn't know this. You know those drives to Linwood? Mm-hmm. That's the first lady that purchased from me. Okay. And I was like, oh, bet. I'm in. Like, I don't have anything else to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, I mean, everything's shut down. I'm barely working. So, I'm, like, dishing out plants. She gets all her plants. Then I'm getting hits from everywhere else. From Facebook, Offer Up, Next Door, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's just like, yo, Dante. I was like, what's up? I'm like, yo, I need some plants, dog. I was like, all right, I got you. And so, I'm just, I'm the fucking legal plant dealer in the neighborhood. You you laugh, but it was. If you I am just, laughing because I don't remember this. Yeah, I remember was, like I remember my son for, for his birthday getting some seeds uh-huh. and pots yeah. and dirt and him like planting those seeds and then turning into seedlings. Yeah, and, yeah. And I feel like that your plant journey happened after that. Oh so wait I a didn't know Hold that. on, hold on. <laughs> I'm getting years mixed up. We were still shut down. Uh-huh. It was 2021. Okay. There we go. Sorry. 2021. <laughs> I was like, 2020? <laughs> okay, so 2021, my grandpa was stuck in the Philippines. But this all still happened in the order that time. I was talking yeah. about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah so, okay, yeah. it was 2021. Yeah. But, yeah, anyway, so I got all these seeds, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh, only, shit. Only because I think Cameron's seedling story may, may have sprouted something in you to take your plant nursery to the next level. You could say that. <laughs> <laughs> he, he could take credit if he wants to. I don't I don't mind. <laughs> He's not getting a percentage of the business though. <laughs> nah, but I mean I was I've been passionate about it ever since you have I was younger. And the thing is when I go into something with a business mindset, I like to go big. I don't want yeah. I think you know me by now enough on at least the business side, right? Where I'm like Yeah. I'm all in. Right. Yeah. There's no need to go small. So after 2021 hit, that that was the $400 order from that one lady. And I think I pulled in, I'm not going to say the amount, but I pulled in a good amount of money. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't really about the money. It was more getting people to understand that things don't have to be so expensive and that it's easy to grow stuff on your own, right? Uh-huh. So, um, and to get started on their garden. Yeah, and to get started on their garden, right? And for people, like what, we're in our early 30s. Are we? Were, oh no, we're still in our early thirties. So, not a lot of Reaching our friends garden. <laughs> not a lot of our friends garden, right? Or a lot of people our age garden. Uh huh. So when they see people that are their age or that are interested in similar things five. as them, as that five. No, that's no, a that's motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> you can jot that down. So motorcycle, microwave. Oh yeah. And playing. So we're getting new things each each recording session. But yeah, so when people your age see you doing things that seem to be out of the norm, they get interested. And I had some people that reached out like, oh, I've never gardened before. Mm-hmm. What do I do? Yeah. Like, oh, I got some time. I'll teach you a few things. Mm-hmm. Then just start Googling shit. Just learn. Mm-hmm. Trial and error. Yeah. You know? 
and the fact that like people can see I was passionate about it, it helped mm-hmm. them to start their planting journey. And I realized like I don't want to give this up. Mm-hmm. And it became so much of a job that I stopped seeing it as a side hustle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was fun though. So enough about my plants because they hear about it every episode episode every episode yes yes i don't think you skip a beat (laughs) definitely not (laughs) so you have a side hustle i I don't think so (laughs) but job planting yeah i guess so i think (laughs) yeah it's pretty much a job it's a career second career path yeah so for you your press florals your floral preservation what keeps you going with it with floral preservation specifically or just uh, well because like you could still be doing ux right yeah. You've got so far in the UX, but then you decided, okay, I'm just going to stick with floral preservation. Yeah. What's different with this? All right. So, and this is weird because I, when I think back to like even 10 years ago, I always had some sort of like fascination with flowers specifically. And like, I always had this vision about like laying them out and arranging them in such a way that I could like put them on display. Okay. I don't want to say it was like an obsession, but I've always had that image in my head. And I'm like, what am I? It's almost like it was like a forecast. Like I knew it was going to make a difference in my life, but I didn't know how. Okay. You Have you ever had a vision like that? Like I keep thinking of this image in my head. You talk about my ghost story? No. no. <laughs> that was the <an> image <laughs> in my head that I constantly saw until it really happened. But yes, go ahead. So, (laughs) I guess. If you haven't seen it, uh, go look back at the first season. Don't remember what episode, but it's the bonus episode. All right, go ahead. So, like, flower stems arranged on some kind of flat surface vision, okay? And so, I don't know what I was going to do with that, but I was like, I have to do something with it. So, I don't know how pressed floral, like, specifically pressed floral got to me. I don't know, I just, like, find, I find joy in it. It sounds so cliche, and it sounds so corny, but, like, I really find joy in it. Okay. And, uh, Can you press this banana tree for me? Yeah, you want me to? Yeah, I got an extra banana tree in the front. I'll press it. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. The Done o- deal. The, <laughs> the other flowers in the garden are still waiting to be pressed, <laughs> but you're not joking. Because you're not asking me something specific. You're saying, hey, do you want to press, like, you can press floral, <laughs> okay. opposed to, can you press my banana tree? Gotcha, okay, after today's recording, we're going to we're gonna get some cutting. I'm not joking. I was recently listening to an episode where this woman, her, like, she said one of her main goals in life was to retire as early as possible. And she was aiming for the age range of, like, 43 to 45 or something like that. Yeah. And so she was talking about how her current net worth being, like, it was something like 1.75, let's okay. say that. And then her end goal, she said, was, like, two, 2.75. Again, I could, I mean, I don't think these numbers are exact. I might be, I might be incorrect, but somewhere around that range. And when she was listing her sources of income... She did have almost seven, mm-hmm. close to seven different streams of income. Yeah. So maybe it's to reach those numbers, you have seven different kinds. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's necessary to have a side hustle because, for one, I don't think people strive for this type of, like, lifestyle. And two, some people might just be well off and, like, simply not need it. Yeah. I think of, like... 
I mean, side hustle is exactly what it sounds like. Like you're hustling and you need, you need an extra source of income. I don't think it's necessary. I talked to a client the other day. She's in epidemiology and then she was saying how, well, I asked what is the pay range for that, for that field. The reason mm-hmm. why I asked is because she got her PhD. And I'm always wondering, like, someone that goes through that amount of schooling, what are you willing to do for work, right? And she was saying how the range, it can start at 60000 mm-hmm. right? Getting your PhD, sometimes that can take up to 12 years, right? Depending on what program you're in. So I asked her about that, you know, like, do you think it's worth it? All this other stuff. She goes... You know, at first she was a little bit conflicted because she would see that her other friends in different fields were making twice as much as she was. Mm. Sometimes three times as much. Mm-hmm. And it took her a while to realize, like, but that's that's a different market, completely different market. It doesn't mean that you have the same value for whatever you're, or the same amount of passion for whatever you're working in. It's just that she chose epidemiology. She's more passionate about that than uh, computer science. So, of course, she's going to be making a certain amount. And Mm -hmm. she's okay with that because Mm -hmm. she realized, like, oh, well, this is what she's more passionate about. Mm -hmm. So, let's say even if she did – well, she knows how to code because everybody uh, that's in a PhD program, you have to code at some point. So, she could be a coder, right? Mm -hmm. She could be making a lot more money. Mm -hmm. But at this point, she could probably do it as a side hustle, Mm -hmm. still make more per hour. Mm-hmm. But that's not her. That's not her main stream of income, right? I see what you mean. It's yeah. like, are you doing it for the money? Or are you doing it because you're passionate about something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, I think it is. It is important to be passionate about your work and to enjoy the work that you are doing. Yeah. Over money, I think at the end of the day, as long as you are, you find joy and purpose in the work that you do and feel good about it, it's fine. So we did an exercise where we wrote down all of our expenses. We couldn't cheat. We couldn't look at any documents we had previously written. You had to write down everything you think you pay for on a monthly basis. You had to write down what you think the amount is. And then we'll calculate everything just to see how much we're actually spending on a monthly basis. So currently we both aren't spending anything on rent or um, utilities. But we put that Uh, in. uh, uh, You left one big factor because I do have a mortgage. Yeah, but that but doesn't matter. That doesn't matter, though. But your thing was in Seattle. Yeah, it doesn't matter because you could you still have the option to sell your house. But you didn't say Seattle. I'm just saying. When? You When you were describing the exercise. Oh, sorry, yeah. So, in Seattle. We, we did this to see... That's what I mean. He doesn't know how yeah. to explain things. <coughs> yeah, I, to, I definitely told you. I definitely told you, like, four times. You weren't listening. But it I was... I don't think it matches, but yeah, okay. So, we did this... We did this to see how much we think it would cost to live in Seattle. Okay, so for you, your mortgage doesn't matter because you guys can easily sell your house. That's your choice to keep it, mm-hmm. right? So now, when we wrote everything down, this was just our assumption of what what the living expenses would be when it came to rent and utilities because we don't rent right now, right? Mm-hmm. So we don't have to pay utilities for anything. So after writing everything down, we at least for me, me being a single man, and I wrote down the bare minimum, right? I would have to spend about $3,700 a month on my expenses. And that doesn't include me going out during the weekends. 
That doesn't include me eating out that much. That's me having maybe five meals to eat out for the month. And that doesn't include just any other leisure activities, I guess. That's weird, because can you define leisure and your leisure necessary and your non-necessary? So my leisure would be, like, like paying to go to to go gym. bowling. Oh. No, paying to go bowling. Paying to go to an arcade or... Entertainment. Inter- just anything in regards to entertainment. Okay. Now, I did write down the streaming services only because that's not for me. That's for my grandpa and my mom. Okay. Because they he doesn't know how to set all that stuff up. Mm-hmm. So I have to pay for that. What's up? One of the reasons why I was confused with this exercise is because I think we went into it. I went when you said like write down your necessary expenses for the month. Yeah. I absolutely I was thinking about the bare necessities. And it didn't include things initially like gym, like a gym membership. Well, but again, um, that's for that's for you because it's not necessary for you. Or even like my Spotify account. But during the exercise, you mentioned something about like it's a necessary leisure for my well-being, you yeah. know. But when we first went into it, I was thinking bare necessities only. Like for example, food, gas, car, car insurance. Funny thing is though, even after you asked it the first time, I explained to you already. <laughs> That it wasn't. And then you continue to do it, too. <laughs> it's so ingrained because, like, you know, I've been on, like, my expense list and my whole budget thing. And I think of just the necessaries, you know. Well, what the... do I absolutely need? And I take everything else and I see it as extra. Well, so let's put it this way. Gym is necessary for me. Yeah. Because let's say I want to perform specific exercises with a certain equipment. And I'm not at UW. I, can... I have to practice somewhere else, right? Yeah. So let's say Spotify. It's yeah. necessary for me because if I have to play music while I'm training my clients, which mm-hmm. I did have to before when I was doing the group classes, yeah. so that's what I have to pay. Yeah. Uh, my Zoom is necessary because I have Zoom clients. It's mm-hmm. not necessary for you. Yeah. So that's where I'm saying like... People's necessaries will change. Necessities, yeah. And necessaries. <laughs> I, I guess to... you could use it that way, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so what was your total? Because mine was 3700 a month. Oh God, well I'm looking at like a family of four. Yeah. And it was almost 9000 yeah. It was like just yeah. right under 9000 for a family of four. So what do you think, when you wrote down rent or mortgage in Seattle, what did you write down? Yeah, 3000 3000 Yeah. Okay, so for And me, that's like based on what I've been searching, like what I've been seeing. And you've been there. looking in Seattle? I've been looking in Seattle. Okay, what areas? I've been looking at like south of Seattle and um, like around west Seattle, um... So kind of this triangle of like Renton, Tequila, West Seattle. Okay. You know. Because that's cheap. Yeah, is it? Yeah, well, because. It's hard. When I was in West Seattle, <laughs> when I was in West Seattle on my own, mm-hmm. in, a, in an urban studio. Yeah. Right? 490 square feet. Yeah. I was paying 1400 a month. Yeah. And that was on a fixed income. Mm-hmm. So it was supposed to be maybe 16 to 17. And that was eight years ago. Yeah, well, it's a pretty Which nice is apartment. Crazy, unit. yeah. And it was, yeah. <laughs> well, Jason and Michelle moved in in that same apartment probably a year after me, mm-hmm. or two years, and they were paying maybe twenty four, twenty six hundred for a one bedroom. No, oh. no, two bedroom, two oh, bedroom. I was gonna say a one bedroom for a thousand yeah. more. It's crazy. Two bedroom, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty pricey. And now, you know, after we did it, I looked up some of the prices, the average going rates for certain things, and you know, rent in Seattle. 
the average rent was 2200 okay which is hard to believe for me yeah but average right yeah average rent and then yeah. so you also have to take into account low income housing uh, mm -hmm. fixed rates some people pay as little as $300 a month some people pay as much as $7,000 a month so it's all different and then the average rate for a mortgage in Seattle was 3100 yeah. So I wonder when these numbers were pulled. I just I would just 2023. And, well, the article was 2023? written. In, no, no, sorry. The article was written in 2023. Okay. But so when were the numbers? I, I want. I know. I want to say maybe 2020. 2020. Yeah. During the pandemic. Yeah. Interesting. 2020. Because we've definitely experienced, you know, inflation. Inflation. Yeah. So, so it's going to be pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. And what what I found to be strange, even more strange, is that two hundred thousand dollars in Seattle is still considered middle class. How much, Sagan? Two hundred thousand is yeah. still considered middle class, which that shouldn't dictate whether you can survive in Seattle or not. But when thinking about whether you need a side hustle or not, this puts things in perspective. Because is your income right now with just one job really enough for you to survive? You yeah. Know? People even say like a dual income household. It's still almost impossible to help purchase a house in Seattle because the average going rate for a house was nine hundred and sixty-seven thousand. Jesus, it's crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, that is that is a lot. That is fucking insane. You know, and here you got the OGs talking about, oh, all you guys got to do is save your money, you'll be able to buy shit. I'm like, no, you yeah. can't. Like, yeah. this shit is scary. Yeah, it is hard, but I think we do just have to be more mindful and aware of our spending, too, at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I want to touch back on something really quick. Tori. I might be contradicting myself okay. with, like, <laughs> this whole, I strived for a work-life balance and I never wanted to take work home. Yeah. Um, people taking their work, meaning out of the office, back home, I did not like that. However, when I think of a side hustle, I do think oh, of I something that like is a personal interest and is a passion of yours that you want to make a business venture. So to me, those are two totally separate things, which is why I am okay with going after what I'm passion passionate about. So just want to put that out there. Okay. It's so crazy because like the other day I, I was talking to a new coworker and I told him about the press floral and he was like, you should spend... Like, he was like, every hour you're not working at the museum, you should be pressing floral. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. Well, <laughs> this is a lot. <laughs> the thing is, like, you get shocked by it, but I get inspired by shit like that. Yeah. Uh, that's where we differ, right? Because, <laughs> yeah. like, one thing I learned when I started working post-college was that you really have to invest, invest in yourself. Yeah. Most companies won't invest in you. It's really rare to find companies that are going to try to help you to grow, right? Uh -huh. So, Zoe, shout out to Zoe. He's probably not listening. So. Uh, but anyways, he was the assistant manager at the gym I was working at a while back, 2014. And he goes, he goes, what do you want to do? Training here is going to be a little bit different because it's a corporate system. What was your plan graduating college? So we sat down. We had like an hour-long conversation. And you heard my story. And he was like, you know, if you really want to make it there, this is what you're going to have to do. Because he's been in my position before. Yeah. He's trained professional hockey players, trained collegiate uh, collegiate hockey players and he knows what it takes to get to that position right reason why he was at that gym is because he was just tired that's that schedule was fucking crazy to be working with those type of athletes yeah anyways he was telling me that you know you have to designate a portion of your check 
towards your career development. And you have to devote a certain amount of time for you to develop within your career and uh, showcase that to the people too. So ever since he told me that, you know, I watched how he worked. Uh, I watched how the, all the other trainers worked, all the other employees. No one worked like he did. Mm-hmm. No one carried themselves like he did. And no one presented themselves to others like he did. Mm. And that's what changed my perspective on how serious I'm going to take my career and on how serious I want to grow within this field. So along with that, I, I took that perspective or that mindset and pushed it to the plant stuff too, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And that's where I think that when you do get people that are like, oh, every single minute you got, you need to start doing this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck, I appreciate you. Because mm-hmm. sometimes it's a healthy reminder that you have this goal in mind, mm-hmm. you forgot about, but other people didn't. You're constantly being watched by them. Because once you tell them you want to accomplish something, they have it in their mind like, oh, I wonder what he's doing now, or what she's doing now, or what they're doing now, right? How close are they to getting to their goal? Mm-hmm. And when you don't get it, you know, they're looking at you like, oh, shit, you're a failure. They didn't really want to do this. They weren't really worth, uh, mm. they weren't really trying to put in enough effort to yeah. grind on this, you know? They weren't really serious. Yeah. You've mentioned in the past before, like, everyone always talks about, oh, I want this. Oh, I want that. I want to open this. I want to do this with my life. I did? Yeah. Okay. Off the mic. You've probably said it on the mic, too, but at some point you said it off. And I was like, well, maybe they're just, like, throwing out ideas there, out there, but they're not that serious. Yeah. Or they don't know what, they don't know how to start or they don't know what to do. Yeah. You know. And that's so. okay. You know, for me, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to come off like they need to stop doing, stop talking about it. They're but, just dreaming. You know, I had this, like, random thought the other week that I wanted to open up an independent bookstore slash plant store. Yeah. Anna, I kid you not, I started typing. I started brainstorming. I hit my brother up, who is, like, mm-hmm. a successful business owner, yeah. and I was like, bro what do I need to start doing, you know, if I want to do this? Yeah. Well, keep, keep this in mind. I thought about this the other day that dreams without actions are just fantasies, right? Mm. And fantasies rarely come true. Mm. So I was telling people, you know, it's, it's perfect. It's okay if you're a dreamer. Yeah. But without any action, you're just going to be constantly dreaming and fantasizing about something that's probably never going to happen. That's a good one. That's a good one. So what have you learned through your whole side hustle journey? Ooh, I have learned how important it is to plan because if you don't have a plan, you plan to fail. I feel like that's so cliche, but it is, again, so true. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is, you know, f- I feel like a lot of people have the excuse of, I don't have time. And I think you need to get that out of your head because I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people that probably average an hour, two hours, three hours a day just scrolling. And they could be using that time to do something meaningful if they really wanted to. So the importance of making time. You're laughing. Why are you laughing? I'm laughing because it reminded me of a time where you were in, I want to say Tri-Cities. And, you know, we're just starting the podcast. And I think that this is just when I presented the idea to you for the podcast. We're probably about a few months in. And you're like, oh, I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, but you just sent me something on Instagram. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, but that's different. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, it's not. Like, <laughs> I don't want to know how long you're on IG for. But if you have enough time to share something on IG, you got enough time to work on something else. 
Fair but enough. That, but it's, you know, I'm just glad to hear that from you <laughs> now just because I do think it's important to have that mindset, you know? Yeah. It's just like with our busy lives and our busy schedules, juggling work, the kids, and everything else that's going on, like I do want to just take some time at the end of my day to scroll mindlessly. Yeah. I got, I arrived to today's recording, and what did I say? I was like, I just want to rest my brain. Like, I don't want to think about anything. And so often we are, at least, you know, we are go, go, go in our lives. Like, yeah. I, I just want to break. I want to, I don't even watch Netflix anymore. I used to watch Netflix weekly. Years ago, I used to watch it, like, daily. Third. These days, I might watch Netflix once a month. First world problems. Okay. Yeah. I feel it. So, but, um, okay, so so making time, holding yourself accountable yep. to your plan, because if you don't hold yourself accountable, then who will? Like, I don't think you should expect anyone to hold yourself, to hold you accountable yep. for what you need to do. And so, then the last thing, which is, like, one of the most important for me, is just, like, perseverance to to continue to keep going you know we read atomic habits last year and there's a portion of the book that talks about like even if you miss a day even if you miss a step the next day you pick it right back up and you continue and you don't prolong that that break in between you don't say okay well Mm -hmm. you know just because i missed yesterday it's okay if i miss today and then it's okay if i fall off like no hold yourself accountable and keep at it pick it up the next day that's what I've learned in this side hustle journey. Nice. Which nice, I feel nice. like is a, a totally different mindset from where I was a couple years ago. Right? Mm-hmm. Would you say? <laughs> Pretty, yeah, definitely. And, the, and yeah, and that's like me, like someone who's a novice, someone who's a beginner in this whole, this mindset. But you, on the other hand, like you've been in this and you've been thinking this way for years on your side hustle journey. So for someone who's been in it for the long haul, like what's your advice or what have you learned throughout the years? Man, I learned a lot. It was tough starting because after graduating college, you know, I I knew what I wanted to do. And the only thing was figuring out how to get there. So along the way, you know, I, I mentioned this earlier in today's episode that I ran into Zoe. He mentioned that, you know, you you want to invest in yourself every single paycheck. I also learned, you know, this sounds weird, but don't gatekeep. What do you mean by that? So, gatekeeping is a, I feel like it's an old term, but I've heard it more through the Gen Z's TikTok. Okay. And it's a lot of people that don't want to give out their secrets. It's people that don't want to give out their secrets, pretty much. Right? Like, they don't want to share their knowledge because they think... For instance, like, let's say let's say a restaurant that has a certain meal, they don't want to tell you what ingredients there are. Oh, yeah, they right? don't want to share their recipe. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So... The reason, why, I the reason why I say this is something that I've learned that I really think is important is because, for one, well, I guess people say that they don't, that you shouldn't gatekeep because people feel like you're going to lose business. Yeah. So I think this is important because, for one, most people aren't going to use the information that you give them. I was going to say, people are scared to share their secrets because they're afraid that someone is going to take their ideas yep. and run with it and go it and do it better than them. Yeah. But you're saying, what you're saying is most people won't? Most people won't use the information you give them. Hmm. 
It's, I mean, if someone gave me a tip on a on a recipe, I'm taking your tip and I'm going to use it. Yeah, you're going to you're going to take it, but the likelihood of you using that Yeah. I'd probably just what? use it in my personal life, keep it in my kitchen yeah. to family and friends. I'm not going to start a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh-huh. like, when you of course when you run into someone that has the same drive as you, you're going to limit yourself, right? <laughs> but like for instance, me giving out a certain workout plan and teaching people things. Mm-hmm. You know, when I first started the training gig, I had managers that were like, oh, don't teach them everything at once. Don't, mm. You know, you want to make sure you teach them just enough to keep them coming. Mm. Like, I don't give a fuck. Let them go. Yeah. You know, I want them to learn as much as possible because the industry is evolving so much. And if you're doing your job the right way, you're continuously growing within the industry. And there's always going to be something that someone else can learn from you. Always. And the same thing with any other type of job that you hold. You know, you give, you give someone the secret of something. You're going to have another secret that's going to pop up, uh, pop up not too long or not too far away, right? Hmm. So. You have always thought that way, actually. Yeah. Like sharing the knowledge with everyone and just, again, being about community. On the other hand, not everyone thinks that way. I know it's, a lot of people are like, don't give away all your secrets because you want to remain valuable. You want to remain what's the word I'm I was gonna say irreplaceable but you want to remain the one you know you don't want to give all your secrets away well it's it's crazy because for me you know I've got all these ideas in my head that I'm just gonna move on to the next thing right when people buy these plants I'm teaching them how to save seeds Mm -hmm. I'm telling them like don't like just let a few drop shit's gonna start growing again you never have to buy shit again Mm -hmm. people are probably gonna be like oh Dante but that's gonna put you out of business I don't give a fuck. I've already got 10 other ideas to back up that one idea that I just gave out. Yeah. And you just keep teaching everybody, then you move mm-hmm. on to the next project. Mm-hmm. It's all about growing the community. Mm-hmm. And like I said, probably 2% of the people are going to take that information and use it. And do something and, with yeah, it. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So yeah. I hope 100% do, but the reality of it is that most people aren't, you know? Yeah. Very interesting. And then one other thing that these actually two things that kind of fall in line with each other is one don't doubt yourself or get discouraged I've always been discouraged whenever I see someone that has gone into where I want to be Uh but I've never actually analyzed the amount of work that they put in right yeah because for me this is for a lot of people when they look at me they're like oh why is it taking him so long this is a really slow process for me and I got to understand that you know my path is not going to be the same path as everybody else's and then part two of that is don't ever allow anyone to make you doubt yourself Mm. other people's perceptions of yourself are only their perceptions Mm -hmm. it shouldn't dictate how you live your life Mm. and that was really tough for me to handle because at a there was some point in my life where i felt that if someone thought i was incapable of doing something i wouldn't even try you know and Mm -hmm. It took a lot out of me to, to like, just push things aside and be like, oh, well, fuck, I'm not capable of doing this. And then at some point, I was like, no, fuck that. I'm all, you're always going to have doubters. You're always going to have haters. Mm-hmm. And let's say if I were to be able to do something, if they told me that I couldn't do it, but I already know I can, is that going to stop me from showing them that I can do it? You know? Mm-hmm. I don't want to let someone else take away all the hard work that I've put in to get to where I want to be. Yeah. And, you know, nobody else should let anybody slow down or hinder your your route to success, whatever that route looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you because 
I think that's hard to do. I think it's so much easier for people to doubt themselves and have doubted themselves, you know? Yeah. Again, it's this whole negativity bias, right? It's easier to focus on the negative than the positive and to just know your worth and know that you can do it. Mm-hmm. Mm, don't listen to the naysayers. Yeah, just let them say nay and you say, say yay. yay. Hey. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like I was like, are you supposed to say yay? Yeah, I think yay means yes, right? Yeah. Is that what they say when they vote? Yeah, How many always, nays? How yeah. many yays? Okay. Oh, sure, yeah. I mean I always go like yay or nay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well cool. Well remember we all have different journeys in life. What may be right for me might not be right for you. And vice versa. We're hoping this episode enlightened you, inspired you to bring up these types of conversations with your community. And hoping that you can be a part of our community, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and follow us on Instagram at Life I and I Podcast. And if you have a side hustle and you're working hard at it, please share with us because we want to follow your progress as well. And hopefully we can help you guys grow along with us. Okay. All right. Take care, you guys. See you guys next time. Till next time.